Storytelling makes the world go around. Think about it. Whether you're raising capital for a project, recruiting a talented person to join your organization, inspiring your teams, or trying to increase demand for your hotel, it all comes back to storytelling. Well, today we're learning from an expert storyteller on how you can put the power of storytelling to work. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. Today, we're learning from Regitza Rosenvinga, a brand storyteller and communication consultant for hotels and hospitality brands. She's worked internationally for years with clients like Accor and The Social Hub, and in today's episode, we're going to cover why storytelling matters, storytelling in digital environments, and the process for developing stories. I was excited to talk with you because I've heard consistently across the people I've interviewed for the show how important story is, and that could be food and beverage leaders talking about, you can't just put something on the menu, there needs to be something to talk about. I've heard marketing leaders say the same thing. I've heard experienced design leaders say the same thing. You can't just have this experience, it needs to be framed through a story. But so I wanted to hear from you because you do this full time in in your view why does storytelling matter today? Well, I think you you have to turn it around and say that, you know, we wouldn't be anywhere today. We wouldn't be anyone or anything without stories because as human beings our brains are wired for storytelling. We are prepped for storytelling. We see stories, we read uh, stories, we live stories every single day and this is you know, essentially how we survive through times, passing on stories. This is how we connect with each other. And this is how we understand the world, basically. So I think that if you are running a business, any type of business today, and you're not tapping into storytelling, you're not telling the story about your brand DNA and why why it's different from other businesses and why your hotel is so specific based on its heritage and its history and its employees and everything, you're missing out a great deal. You're really not connecting to your target audience. So storytelling is basically the backbone of everything. And it should definitely be implemented in every single strategy that a hotel or a restaurant ever put out there. It's basically what connects a business to the consumer. It tells the story about not only the brand itself, but why the consumer should care in a world with so much noise and so many distractions that if you tell your unique story, that's like to the point that's something people understand immediately, um, that's something for them to attach to. And uh, that's just super, super important. We have storytelling in all sorts of industries and all sorts of, of businesses use it. As you, you mentioned yourself, F&B, what comes on the plate, what is served to the guests. It needs a certain story for people to care. What's in it for me? Why should I care about this specific hotel or this specific restaurant? Because there's so many businesses to choose from today. There are so many options that it's like very confusing for the average consumer. And I get it. Personally, I also only attach to those companies and remember those companies with a good story to tell. And there are like numerous ways to do this. But to answer your question in short, yeah, so storytelling is, is everything because we literally 
we understand stories more than anything else. We read them, we connect through them, and we remember things and episodes and anecdotes and everything. Memories is also a form of, of storytelling, right? So it imbues everything. So that's fascinating to me how it is something that's just wired in us to to resonate with stories. I'm curious to get your thoughts on the importance of storytelling, especially in this moment, because a lot of people are thinking about the implications of artificial intelligence and those of us that are telling stories in a digital environment. Sometimes it's categorized as content creation, which maybe diminishes the value of digital storytelling. But in this moment where AI can generate a lot of stuff, does story become more important you know, so many people are actually asking me about the whole aspect around artificial intelligence. You know, will storytelling be gone forever and do we need it? And do we need content creators after that? And of course we do because we are still humans and we are today and we will still be humans in 50, 100, 150 years from now. Our brains won't change as such. What we do outside may change, but the way we understand the world and the way we communicate with each other, that won't change. That's like on a basic level. So there will always be a need for storytelling. There will always be a need for emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence and storytelling is kind of two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very closely connected and artificial intelligence will never be able to replace that. I, I really truly believe that we can use artificial intelligence for something, something good. We can do good with it. It could be very valuable, but it will never replace the human aspect of hospitality, which is service, storytelling. Hospitality in its very essence is about humans. It's about connections. And even though I greatly admire artificial intelligence and the people behind it, I think it's it can also be a beautiful thing. I don't think it will it will take over take over anything anytime soon. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. And then before we get into some of the tactics of storytelling, I guess I'd be curious to get your thoughts or anything that you're thinking about now in terms of the current media landscape and whether it's an app or different formats of storytelling that you're seeing now. You mentioned blogging having a big moment. I actually started my career in blogging and and it did kind of have a moment and now the media landscape may look a little bit different, but how are you thinking about the channels or formats for telling stories now and, and how that impacts how you think about storytelling? Yeah. So the in, the interesting thing about storytelling is, is there there are no limits. You know, you can't put it in a box and say you can only sell, tell stories like that or like this. For a hotel or a restaurant specifically, since we're talking about hospitality today, I think, you know, the sky's the limit today. You have so many different uh, media outlets that you can use. Of course, web your website should tell the story of your property. You have your social media, Instagram, LinkedIn. Those are two of the biggest uh, social media platforms that I use also for my clients. You have blogs, which is also good for SEO. You have podcasts. It's also a growing format for, for hospitality brands because it's sort of, it's a mix between the visual and the audio and, and the so many different formats that you can use. And if you use them wisely, I think that that is the best way to do it because then you appeal to more people as well throughout more generations, the younger people and the older crowd as well. So I think, you know, the sky's the limit. As long as you pick a format that fits you and your property and your brand DNA, I don't think it's a problem to use podcasts or blogs or, of course, your website needs to be in place. And as I said, you have to utilize social media today. It's super important as well. 
So yeah. this this thing keeps developing all the time, but storytelling can be used as like an overall strategy to like in all your different channels and, and media platforms and it should be. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Wonder if we could maybe talk a little bit about the the process of developing story. And we can take this however you'd like. It could be, you know, when you first sit down with a new client, how you think about defining stories. But I guess what I'm I'm hoping to give our listeners is a bit of a framework on helping them develop story and Yeah. That's a great question. It's a big question as well. I'll do my best to kind of answer it here. Of course, there's a framework and there's also a specific framework for hotels I work with because storytelling for hotels is somehow a little bit different than storytelling for other brands because it's such a specific uh, industry. It's a specific niche and it caters to a specific segment of people, of, of consumers. The first thing you have to consider when like stating, okay, I want to do storytelling for my property. How do I approach it. The first thing is that you need to get to know your property like as if it was a very good friend, a close friend of yours. Make it like as personal as possible. You know, how would you describe your property? If it was a human being, what kind of attributes and values would you put on this property of this person? How would the property look like if it was an actual person? Like it might seem a little bit silly, but it's a really good exercise to get as up close and personal with your own brand as possible, really get to know it like it was a good friend. And how do you do that? Because there's many listeners who maybe work in a corporate office or are not physically on property. So how do you get to know it that well? Well, you sit down and you basically desiccate it. And I, I would suggest you more than one person doing this because it's usually a team effort trying to find a brand voice. But we're talking about a brand voice for a hotel, for example, you know, you tap into the history and the heritage of the property. If it has a history and a heritage, is it part of a chain or is it a, a single, uh, is it a family boutique property? There's a big difference. Do you have to follow a set of guidelines and rules or do you have more like free creativity? Can you do whatever you want, basically? Then you look at the interior. What kind of vibe do you want to convey? You know, what kind of traveler are you appealing to? And this is also where you get to know your target audience very well, because you can say a hotel welcomes everyone. Sure. But if you're trying to, to find your unique brand voice, you really have to get as specific as possible. You have to niche down. And the more you niche down, the more you appeal to the right people. It's like with any other business, the more you try to appeal to everyone, the, the worse it gets because, you know, people like stories, they like specific things, they like niches, and then they attach to things that they feel are talking to them. It's the same thing with a hotel or a restaurant. Um, so, of course, there's a framework. You have to basically, as I said, put a lot of words. It's a branding process. Get to know the property. Is it... A, what what kind of traveler are you attracting? Is it a male? Is it a female? Is it couples? Is it older people? Is it is it Gen C? What kind of language do they use? What kind of interests do they have? Um, is your property located on the countryside? Is it located in the city? Is your kind of brand language uh, sort of like frisky, but, you know, like outgoing and relaxed? Uh, like we have Moxie and it's very, you know, young and hip and appealing to younger travelers. Whereas you have Fairmont, definitely also chain, you know, uh, it's much more old fashioned and traditional and you have to cater to a different kind of segment. So 
to compare the two properties or the two brands, they have very different brand voices and very different styles. And if you imagine them to be two different persons or two different people, they'd be super, super different. The way they talk, the way they, uh, their opinions, the way they dress. Uh, again, it may sound like a silly uh, exercise, but it is actually quite fun to sit down and find the unique brand voice for a property, kind of person- make a, a persona of the property or the brand. It usually helps a lot. And I think the best thing, or I know the best thing you can do when trying to put together a storytelling strategy is you know, get a little bit personal, never private, but become a little bit personal. Again, under the skin of your property, talk to your employees. Who are they? Can they tell any fun stories and anecdotes about your property? That's a personal aspect that I really love because sometimes you have a concierge who's been there for 30 years and he knows your property better than anyone else. Once I created a, a guide for a newly opened hotels in, in Berlin, a hotel in Berlin here in Europe, and it was a it was sort of a brand manual for the hotel where I would interview people from all the different departments of the hotel, housekeeping and the bar manager and the F&B manager and people on the floor and people in the back. I would ask them, what is your favorite spot in the city and why? I would ask the chef, where do you go to buy your groceries? Why do you do that? Why can you recommend that? And like that, I created a city guide based on the preferences and the recommendations of the hotel staff. And it was a huge success because people connected to the property through the staff members, right? So that's also a way to do it. Include your staff, include your the people working in your hotel and tap into your location, of course. What kind of, you know, where you're located? Is it a big city? Is it a small town? Connect to the local environment. It's not only a good idea, it's also tapping into this whole idea of sustainability and and so on and so forth. So there are many ways to do it. Yeah. I, I love that idea of, of talking to people and getting a sense of what their favorite thing to do is in an area. And going back to our conversation about artificial intelligence and the implications there, yes, Google today and AI in the future will be able to provide highly personal uh, or, or highly um, specific recommendations, but it's just not the same as having somebody at a property and there's something distinctly human of having someone at a property explain, here's what I do on the weekend. Or when I have a friend visiting from out of town, here's where I take them. It just is a whole different approach. And I feel like it, to your earlier point, this is a way to stand out and be different. I think so, because you also have to to consider, as I said before, people don't change. Things around it around us might change. Technology is changing rapidly, but the the human our perception of things, our brain, you know, it hasn't changed for thousands of years. And we stay the same. We still want familiarity. We still want things that talk to us, that appeal to us. And that's why I know storytelling and human connection will never die because we crave it. Also, when we travel, we need to feel some kind of belonging or a sense of community. Community is huge as well. Also, the way that hotels are changing from being merely hotels, the places you stay at, to social and cultural institutions where people actually meet and create bonds and and relations with one another. So this whole community aspect is a really big thing. Um, Have you kind of found anything useful over time for collecting stories from the property? 
of course, there, there is like a gazillion things you can tap into, right? And it also goes into the different departments. I think you should, to make it less overwhelming, you should look into the F&B. Uh, you should look into if you have a spa and wellness area and find good stories in each department that you can tell to your, your guests, right? And keep them updated, of course, on the development of your property, but also on a day-to-day level. What's going on in our house, Right. What are we working on right now? What is the chef working on? Where does the chef get his fish this week, right? How, like, I think during COVID, we saw so many interesting, creative projects of hotel people and hospitality people in in general. We would have, like, live meditation and wellness classes from wellness hotels. We would have live mixology sessions from hotel bars in London and so on and so forth. And I think that's really something that people should utilize more. We have the power of Instagram Live and and LinkedIn Live and all these things and all these platforms. Why not use them? We have the power of a podcast. Not many hotels still are using the podcast medium, but I definitely think there's so much potential for hotels and restaurants to use podcasts. So we heard it here. That's what we're talking. <laughs> exactly. You heard it here first. I really think so. And this is just the beginning. But of course, there there's so many things that, that can connect you as a hotel or restaurant to your guest. And it, it shouldn't be with with a sale in mind. It should never be with a sale in mind because that comes afterwards. It should always be about building connection, building a relation, and then the sale, the sale comes naturally. But really tap into your property's unique value proposition, whether it's your heritage and history. If it's your F&B, you have a Michelin star, of course, you grow your own vegetable in your own little garden. Um, You have a concierge who's been working with you for 30, 40 years. My God, what a gold mine, right? Talk to the guy, make him talk or at least interview him about something, right? So it's your moral obligation as a hotel or hospitality brand today to dive dive deeper, like dive into your property and kind of unveil like all the good things that people would actually find really interesting because it is so much more than just a room with a with a bed and a flat screen television today. It's a cultural and and a it's a cultural institution uh, and it holds massive potential. So if you're creative you have the power to change the way people travel and perceive hospitality. And if you're not, hire a team to do it. There are so many options there. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. 
I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 